gamers. I'm Ben Roth. And I'm Shootkabow. And you're listening to Very Good Music. A VGM podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode. And, wow, have we got a jam-packed episode for you all tonight. (laughs) And Earl. Yes. What? Jam-packed. I I just thought Toe Jam and Earl for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a deep cut, son. I'm proud. I'm proud. Uh, There's not going to be any Toe Jam and Earl on today's episode, though. Because it's RPGs. And specifically... RPG battle themes. Yeah. Now, we did play a little fast and hard with what an RPG was. Um, RPG. Because if you look at games like Secret of Mana, Tales of Symphonia, Fire Emblem, any of them, Final Fantasy, they all have slightly different ways of playing the game. But in each of them, you take on the role of a usually unnamed protagonist, except in more recent years, and you go on you go on a journey. Usually, you collect allies. I mean, all, all the all the Pokemon protagonists have kind of names. Yeah, Electrodes. But you know, you you gain you either gain experience or you gain artifacts or something that give you more power, help you grow stronger, so that you can you know defeat the ultimate evil. Or, you know, become the champion of monster fighting or something. Yeah. So, as I mentioned last time, I was not able to narrow my list down to my usual seven picks. So I've got ten tracks that I mentioned are devoid of all of the normal names that you would probably associate with this podcast. Shukapau, however, did not have any such limitation. I just told him he could pick any ten tracks. And so... Shukapau did, and Shukapau is now going to start us out with our first track of the evening, because this was your idea, and because I started us out last time. You know what, first, I guess, why do you, why did you want to do this episode so bad? Because RPG episodes, RPG battle themes are good, and I also wanted to play Fatalized and Tales of Phonia, so spoiler alert, that's on there. <laughs> so that's on there. What do you think it is about RPG battle themes that makes them good? I don't know, I guess just like the dynamic, incredible sound that like it just keeps you going throughout the entire battle, and it's just like, it's just so good, and I love it. Oh, like in a battle against an unsettling foe in Earthbound. Yeah. That, that big, like, dynamic, bombastic, epic sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. RPG battle themes can have some different sounds. Oh, wait, no, that's the Kraken theme. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, mine was the more, like, ambient, uh, doesn't really have much of a strong melody. <laughs> um, that, like, you know, when you fight the, the, the spontaneously combusting oak tree. Uh, territorial that. oak. Territorial oak. Territorial anyway. oak and the other one. Point is... Because I already said we weren't going to ramble too much this time. (laughs) Uh, The point is that RPG battle themes can sound kind of different, so I have tried to pick kind of a variety of styles in mind so that it's not all just face-melting. 
I can't think of a G-rated way to say balls to the wall action. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so we'll try to mix some things up. But yeah, why don't we go ahead and start it off with your first track? What are we going to be leading with? You know what? Let's start out with a classic RPG. We're going to listen to Let the Battles Begin from Final Fantasy VII. Was let the battles begin from. I almost said Smash because that was the like, pull up the Smash one, the first <laughs> one that shows up from Final Fantasy VII. With the original audio and everything, this is not the remix version from Smash. There isn't a remix version. What? It's just. Oh, it's, it's just the original version. It's just the original Smash. version. I thought they did. Okay, wow. No, because this was back in Smash 4 when Square Enix only let two songs and Cloud in. <laughs> well, licensing and money and all that stuff. Licenses but... pay for work and culture. <laughs> man, man. Why did you pick this? Because it's good and classic, and it's it's I, it makes three Uematsu tracks on my list, so, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, because there's no, no Uematsu tracks on my list, so... I probably could have gone with some other Uematsu RPGs, but it would have been a travesty to have this episode without any Uematsu. Uh, I think that there are probably... I'm wondering if we're going to have any Sugiyama on this list, the Dragon Quest composer. We definitely are going to have Uematsu. We definitely are going to have Motoe Sakuraba. I'm pretty sure we're going to have Yasunori Mitsuda, if I am not mistaken. If we don't, it's only because we've already played so much Chrono Trigger. But we will have to see... But this track, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, this track is, it is, it's so good. This is a masterwork. There are times when I come across songs that are like, yeah, this is pretty good, but I wonder if my nostalgia has, like, blown it up in my mind. You know, you wonder if, if people think something is so good because it's so classic and popular. And Final Fantasy VII, it is one of those things. It's, like, super, super, super popular. Same thing with Ocarina of Time. And so it's easy to build it up in your mind and think it's not going to be this fantastic, mind-blowing thing. And for some people, it's not. Some people don't really dig Ocarina of Time or Final Fantasy VII as games. But you cannot deny the level of musical mastery in soundtracks like those. 
this track with all of the like the call and response stuff and the way that he like echoes the same motif in different instruments the layering in this track you could listen to this track on repeat like 10 times and each time you can learn something new all that to say good track <laughs> um, is this the only Final Fantasy battle theme on your list tonight? no okay I would have been uh, a little bit surprised if it were <laughs> well, my first track of the night is not from Final Fantasy, but there is a little bit of a connection to what we were just talking about, because the main character of this game is in Smash. Ooh. Although, he is not a playable character. Ooh. He is an assist trophy. Ooh. He's the little prince who turns into a frog and a snake and comes and fights with you. <laughs> My first track is actually the final boss theme. Uh, I didn't figure that this game was quite high enough on our radar to make our actual like final bosses playlist eventually, so I decided to pick it now. The name of the track is Slay the Snake, and the name of the, the game in the original Japanese, because it was a Japanese exclusive, Ooh, was Japanese exclusive. Kairu no Tame ni Kane wa Naru, which loosely translated is For the Frog, the Bell Tolls. Once again, this track is Slay the Snake. Slay the Snake from Kairu no Tame ni Kane wa Naru, or For the Frog the Bell Tolls. This game was released on the Game Boy in 1992, was published by Nintendo and developed by Intelligent Systems. This was an action role-playing game uh, that also sort of um, had some parts of it that were like a 2D platformer, but a lot of it was just top-down exploration, and the battles in this game were a little weird. They weren't, like, when you hit an enemy, you didn't go into it like a turn-based battle simulation thing. It actually, it looked like what what happens when the prince runs into you in Smash, where it's just like the cartoony cloud of dust. <laughs> and you win based on your stats. Uh, so it's like an automatic win type of thing. And so, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was interesting. And like the character in Smash, the assist trophy, the Sable Prince... He has to, like, rescue this princess, because, of course, back in the day, that's what you did. Um, 
who was kidnapped by this like evil emperor who wants her to marry him. And so the prince of Sable, also called Prince Sable in some translations, goes to rescue the princess. But also with him is his rival, uh, Prince Richard of the nearby Custard Kingdom. They've been rivals forever, and now they're rivals for this girl's affection. And so they each go try to save the the princess. And you are aided by this um, this benevolent witch who gives you the ability to turn into a frog or a snake, and you can use those abilities to like make your way through the game. So kind of a loose RPG, but it does have like stats that you build and things like that. The composer of this track and of the entire soundtrack is one who I know you have heard of, but one you've probably never associated with RPGs. Uh, here's another song from this game. We'll see if when I play this song if you can tell who the composer is. Give you a little quiz. Grant Kirkhope? Not Grant Kirkhope. That little melody is in a lot of different games. One of the most famous examples is on the Mario Paint title screen. Another one is in the Animal Village in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And you can also find this hidden as an Easter egg in um, more than one Yoshi game, and also in Animal Crossing. Do you know the composer who has all of those titles? No. It is none other than KK himself, oh. Kazume Totaka. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. And uh, shout out to Nintendo Force Magazine. Um, I actually was reading an article by Chris Randazzo, who is also the co-host of the Waveback VGM podcast. He was writing about Dr. Mario 64, and he mentioned that one of the characters in that game was originally in this game. That's what caused me to look this game up, and actually it bumped another song off of my list just tonight. So, what did you think of this song, Shoot Pop? That was very good. I liked it. It was fun. Like, it was fun, but also had that kind of intensity to it. That melody is is a really, really good one. I think this one's going to stick with me for a little while. I was glad to be able to bring it to all of you. I'll be interested to know if anybody ever heard of um, this game, uh, outside of the connection with The Prince and Smash, and especially if anybody's ever played it. There was an English translate fan translation released in 2011, so you could probably find and play this game. The engine is similar to Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, from what I found online. But, yeah, sounds interesting, and if you like this, the soundtrack is its not too long. A lot of the tracks are pretty short, but there's some good stuff on there. I would definitely check it out. That's it for my first track of the night, though. Shukapow, let us move on. Alright. Next up... Right, well, next up, I have a track from Star Ocean. Oh, okay. The original? Yes, the original. Okay, what is this track? This is For Achieve, the battle theme. <laughs> uh, gotta love those old Japanese names. Thank you. 
and that was for Achieve from Star Ocean, released in 96 for the SNES and composed by Motoi Sakuraba. That is some classic Sakuraba sound. I was definitely getting Tails and um, Golden Sun in there. <laughs> of course, this predated, definitely predated the Golden Sun games. Um, did this come out before Tales of Fantasia? Um, no, it came out a year after. Hmm. Yeah, so this was, uh, um, you know, in the in the heyday, uh, when, not, not necessarily the heyday, it was when Sakuraba was really kind of getting his feet wet with these SNES RPGs and possibly really kind of coming into his sound. I think this is a little bit different than some of what came before in his work, and his work, I think, definitely did evolve later on when you listen to some of his stuff in the later... Tales games, and then, uh, like, the later Star Ocean games, which we might talk about a little later, hen, hen, then, yeah, I think that you're, you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of rambling, but when you have a discography as huge as Sakuraba's, it's going to be easy for people to kind of pigeonhole you with a certain kind of sound, because you're not going to be that prolific if you don't have kind of a basic skill set to, to build off of. You can't be... I don't think you can be super productive with like a lot of output, but also have something new and unique and different every single time. That just for most people that doesn't work. But I don't know. This was this was really good. This was a really strong theme. Why uh, why do you think out of again? I'm going to ask you this a lot. Why did this make the cut for you? Um, I guess so. A while ago, I played, like, the first sort of part of, um, of Star Ocean. Um, it's a pretty cool game. I didn't really, like, get into it. I sort of got confused around the first area. And <laughs> after the first, you know, sort of side quest thing. Well, yeah. not side quest, main quest. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I really liked the, um, the, the, the battle theme. So I decided to play it. Okay. Yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, the the Star Ocean series just has really fantastic music all the way around. I know a lot yeah. of people who, who really like it a lot. My uh, second track of the evening is also from 1996. And it is the sequel to a Super Famicom sl- slash SNES game, but it was not on those systems. This, this game actually came out for the Saturn uh, this was actually the only Saturn title composed by my favorite NES composer, who we all heard from last week, one Naoki Kodaka. The game is Albert Odyssey, Legend of Eldin, and the name of the track is Assault.
Oh, man. That was Assault by the illustrious Naoki Kodaka from Albert Odyssey, Legend of Eldeen. <laughs> oh, man. Shuka Pao. Tell me what you're feeling. Uh, that, 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 oh my gosh, that was such an eclectic mix of instruments. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it starts out, I, I mentioned the Shukapau, ah, the classic combo of electric guitar and marimba. And then out of nowhere, that Hammond B3 organ comes in. <laughs> and I don't know who Kodaka let loose on the organ, if it was him or what, but... That was some fantastic work right there. And you know it had to have been either directly recorded and then adapted, or it had to have been transcribed from a solo, because like that was improv. That was fantastic stuff. <laughs> um, so, fun fact, the original Albert Odyssey in 1993 was Kodaka's first game for the Super Famicom, and this was his one and only game for the Saturn. Uh, so he had never worked with Saturn Instruments before. Now, this game did originally start life as a, an SNES game, uh, but it was ported to the Saturn late in development. I actually didn't find out why. Uh, this game is a Gaiden, which just means that it's like a side story. It's a spinoff. The characters in this game were not in the original Albert Odyssey games. And the gameplay is actually a little bit different as well. Uh, Legend of Eldeen is the first Albert Odyssey title to be released in English, and it was the first to feature traditional turn-based role-playing elements as opposed to tactical strategy-based gameplay. So, I first heard about this series on the Super Mercado Bros. podcast, and I'm super glad I did, because it opened me up to a world of Naoki Kodaka that I had never, like, heard before. Man, this man knew how to write music. <laughs> like, uh, I, I kept trying to figure out where I wanted to cut this, and then I ended up letting it play for the full almost three minutes, because that organ kept coming back in and doing <laughs> <Yeah>. new stuff. <laughs> And man, like I could play this for your grandpa and he would think this was really impressive stuff. At least the organ. The rest of it might be weird for him. Because honestly it is. It's delightfully weird. Uh, weirder than almost anything else I've heard from Kodaka except maybe Super Fantasy Zone. Is it Fantasy Zone I'm thinking of? I think it is. Maybe. Anyway. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it someday. Last thing I'm going to say is the kind of one-line blurb I copied over from Wikipedia. I thought you might find this funny. The game follows the adventure of Pike, a teenage boy whose family was murdered by a horde of monsters while he was still an infant, and who was raised by harpies. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, alright. That is it. Um, so far I've got to uh, play some Kazumi Totaka, some Naoki Kodaka. We'll see who else from my uh, composer, my menagerie of favorite composers, pops up tonight. But first, we're going to see who pops up next on your list, Shukapal. All right. So, will it be more Uematsu? Will it be more Sakuraba? Or will it be somebody entirely new? I don't... I think we might have played something from this composer before. From Bravely Default 2. Hmm. Released in 2021 for, I think, multiple systems. I forgot to put systems. I'm pretty sure it's just the Switch, actually. Oh. I think the Bravely series is all all Switch. All Nintendo, I mean. And composed by Sound Horizon. This is Regular Battle 1.
was regular battle one from Bravely Default 2. I think it's safe to say this is the most recent entry on our list. <laughs> yeah. It was released in like February, just like at the end, it's like 26th, so. Yeah, I know this song very well from all of the YouTube ads. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, YouTube. When we were, uh, before I sprung for premium, when we were, whenever I would play a track for our recordings, like, this would pop up because I was playing video game music. <laughs> so, this was really, really cool. Um, I remember now you saying that you were going to pick this one. I'm glad you did. Uh, we have not featured anything by, um, what did you say you found as composer information? Composer Sound Horizon? Sound Horizon. Okay. Uh, we haven't played anything by them before because I'm pretty sure all that they have done game-wise is Bravely Default, maybe Bravely Second, and then Bravely Default 2. Uh, Sound Horizon is actually a band, or like a fantasy band. It's like a doujin group that got together to make music. Uh, but their one longest-running consistent member goes by Revo. His real name is Yasuo Kamanaka. And he is the composer for the Bravely series. And the band, I think, like, performs things for some of the live stuff. But, yeah, this this is good stuff. <laughs> if the rest of the soundtrack is anything like this, then players of this game are in for a treat. I don't think I'm going to be one of those players. I was not super into the Bravely Default uh, demo. I played it for probably about an hour, and enough to really get a feel for like the battle and s system and stuff, and it just wasn't something I wanted to sink into, sink my time into. Bravely Default 2 is, is it's interesting. This battle theme actually really fits the, um, the battles really well, because it's super like active and like... It's it's so like it 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 just I don't know I don't really know how to describe it. It's just it just fits the battles well because you know in the Bravely Default series you've got the um you've got the brave action and the default action. I'm pretty sure it's every turn you gain like a brave point and then you can use those to take extra turns. And then the default is like a guard and I think it restores your yeah. The default is like a defensive one and you can. You can charge basically default, like wait and charge up raid points so that you can attack multiple times in a row. Yeah. So technically, if you like wait with all of your party members for like two turns, then you can unleash eight attacks at the end of that, like all in one turn. Yep. So yeah, it is. It is really interesting. And if I had more time, if I were younger, didn't have a lot of stuff and a bunch of other games I need to play. Yeah, I probably same, would. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, probably would have uh, um, you know dived into it, but. Right now, uh, all of my love has to be for Xenoblade Chronicles, so... Definitive Edition, which I did finally start. <laughs> but I haven't fought anything more than some, like, crab monster thing yet, so... We will see, though. We will see how it goes. I have finally been introduced to Ryan and Fiora, and I think I'm gonna like these characters. You know who else I like as a character, Shu Kapow? Mm -hmm. Mega Man. Mega Man RPG. Yeah, yeah, Mega Man RPG. Uh, tactical strategy-based RPG. Do you know what sub-series I'm talking about? <laughs> I've known about this series for a long time, but <laughs> I didn't really think about it much, and then Skeletroy actually mentioned we found out that one of the composers for the Mega Man X soundtrack later on wrote for the Battle Network series. I don't think it was this composer. Uh, 
I believe it was the composer on Mega Man X who composed the password theme. And I don't remember his name offhand, but I know it wasn't this person because I would remember this person's name. But that's what led me kind of down this rabbit trail, and I was listening to a bunch of different battle themes from the Mega Man Battle Network series. And I came across this really cool track. Sounds like what you would think of if you think of classic Mega Man in an RPG. The name of the track is Battle Navi Clash. Composer is Yusuke Beppu, B-E-P-P-U, so Yusuke Beppu. And in Japan, this game was called Rockman.exe in One Battle. In America, it was called Mega Man Battleship Challenge. Navi Clash from Mega Man Battleship Challenge. Released in 2003 for the Game Boy Advance and the Wonder Swan Color, and developed by NT Creates and published by Capcom. Wow. Shukapow. That uh, sound like Mega Man to you? I mean, sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of, uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was some ah, oh, that was good stuff. That was like man. To me, that sounds like the natural evolution of, like, Mega Man to Mega Man X to something else. This was really good. By all accounts, the game was not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, this does take place within the timeline of the Battle Network series, which is, like, way in the future of the Mega Man franchise. It is a spin-off title, and it, like, the setting is some sort of battle tournament. I don't know anything about the, about the Battle Network series, so we'll have to maybe check it out sometime. I know that you can download these games on the Wii U Virtual Console, so maybe we can mm-hmm. check one of them out. Mm-hmm. I've heard the mainline series is actually pretty good. This one, I think I can see why it's not very good, though. From my research, you don't actually directly control the player character like you do in the original games, which are real-time tactical role-playing battles. It sounds like something you would like. What you do is you get a program deck, so it's like a deck-building game. But instead of, like, picking and strategizing, um, the game randomly selects the cards that you use. Hmm? So it's all based on RNG. Hmm? <laughs> it's like... Hmm? Yeah, that's about what I thought, too. So if you're interested in checking this game out, according like, to the reviews that I saw... It's like every battle was a Kamek battle in Mario, Paper Mario Color Splash. 
Oh that gosh. is a reference I don't get, but it is about an RPG, so it's on point. Very yeah. good. You've been watching all that Zebra Gamer paper color Mario Splash stuff. Mostly just Lemon Boy, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, you pick it up through uh, osmosis. Yes. Yeah, which has nothing to do with paint because it's a water thing. But anyway. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, do. but Paper Mario Color Splash is the sequel to Mario Paint. <laughs> if you're going to check this out, then, uh, yeah, I would probably stop with the soundtrack. That sentence was incredibly hard to finish because in my mind I was picturing a crossover with Paper Mario Color Splash, Mario Paints, and Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Sunshine. It's like Paper Mario is like throwing paint on stuff and, and like, I'm recoloring the world. And then Mario Sunshine's like, no. I like how I called them. Junior's just there. I like how I called them by the name of their game. In fact, yeah, Bowser Junior's just there, like. Mama Peach? <laughs> Gosh. We're going off the rails. Just please tell us what your next track is. Alright, well, it's, it's, okay. well um, I, let's, let's just stay on topic. This is Fight from Paper Mario Color Splash. And I think we're going to throw in a little bit of an Easter egg there at the end. Ooh. was Fight from Paper Mario Color Splash, released in 2016 for the Wii U and composed by Takaru Kanazaki, Shigemitsu Goto, and Fumihiro Isobe. I think you should have rehearsed that. <laughs> You're getting much better at that, especially for a first take. That was good. This song was also very good. Oh, that was really jazzy and fun and bouncy, and that little 8-bit stinger at the end was also really nice. Uh, tell our listeners, if they're not familiar with this game, because it was kind of a late release on the Wii U, and it wasn't super well received by the Paper Mario community. Uh, I think it's the best of the recent bad trilogy. 
tell us about this track and what made you decide you wanted to play it. Um, so, uh, I, j I just sort of, like, heard it in a bunch of battles in the Zebra Gamer videos, and he doesn't, like, you know, highlight some of the music, like, you know, some of the music he likes, kind of like Chuck Conroy does, but, you know, it's, he's still, still, like, you know, it, it, it played in the battles, mm -hmm. and it's good. And then, um, today I watched the, uh, so, in the game there are these, like, these six paint stars, these big paint stars, and at the beginning of the game, Bowser, like, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but he, like, sort of messes with the whole area, mm -hmm. and, you know, these, these, like, shy guys with straws come in and, like, sorp up all the color in the world. Gotcha. And so... Like you do. Yeah. They scatter the paint stars everywhere, and so you have to collect all of them. And then you fight the little paper Koopa wings along the way, which is super cool. Cool. And then the um, the sixth one, it's in like the sort of southern southeast area, and uh, the first sort of like level of that, I guess, world. Even though it's all one big map, um, it's a um, it's a radio station run by this like one green toad, and so, um. You, the power, he lost his power, so you, like, help him get his power back, and then you, like, go into this monitor to follow one of the mini paint stars, and, uh, when you, like, when you're in there, it's, it's Mario 3. <laughs> it's just a Mario 3 level. And then <laughs> the cool, cool thing is, uh, you can press Y to shift the perspective, like, in, uh... Like in Super Paper Mario. Yeah, like in Super Paper Mario. Yeah. And you, like, walk around, and... You know, uh, there are some fights, and there are just some normal Goombas and Bullet Bills and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you, when you like fight the Koopa Troopas and and, and Boomerang Bros, which is a normal enemies you encounter in there, mm -hmm. the 8-bit theme place. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> I mean, this is a whole topic. Like, the most recent, well, it's not the most recent issue anymore, but the last issue of Nintendo Force I read, because I'm going through the, the backlist of of issues that your mom got me for Christmas was about the um, impending arrival of Paper Mario with the Origami King. I don't know where that ranks on anybody's list right now because it's still too new. But from what I've gathered and from what I've seen, I, I'm pretty sure that the overall fan ranking would be Thousand Year Door, Super... No, Thousand Year Door, Original Paper Mario, Super Paper Mario, Color Splash, and then Sticker Star, with some people switching Super and Color Splash. But, the thing is, none of these are bad games. Like, even Sticker Star is not, like, a bad game. It's well, just, it's, it's a fine game. It's, a, it's, it's okay. But when you when you started out with Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door, yeah. you can't just go to okay. <laughs> like You can't just go to Sticker Star. Yeah, I mean... Actually, one of the things I read, and I don't know if it was Chris, uh, who I mentioned before in the episode, or somebody else, but they said that Sticker Star played like if none of the other Mario RPGs had come out. There's no Super Mario RPG, there's no Mario and Luigi, there's no Paper Mario. And Nintendo was like, hey, let's do a Mario RPG. Sticker Star makes sense. It's like the proto-Mario RPG, because it's kind of like underdeveloped and not as involved, and it's like the most kiddie-ish of them, from what I have read. But... Um, yeah, uh, but all that to say, none of them are, like, horrible games, and they all have some pretty cool music in them, but Color yeah. Splash, 
And the Wii U has got some really fantastic music, and a lot of people missed out on it, which is sad. But I do want to, want to mention here, if you had to pick your top three RPGs of all time, like your favorite three RPGs so far in your life, I'll go first, and then you can tell me. I think for me, even going like loosely based like what, what an RPG is, uh, my top three, in no particular order, because I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s and I grew up, really grew into my own with the SNES, are Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Earthbound, and Chrono Trigger. Like, those three are the ones that are the most nostalgic for me, and I would go back and play them first. If I had to sit down and play an RPG, it would be one of those three first. Honorable mentions go to what I have played so far of Xenoblade Chronicles X, Final Fantasy VI, and... I mean, I did beat this one, but Fire Emblem Awakening. Would, that would probably be my, my number four is Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening is cool. In my mind, usually, though, I split strategy games and, and like, well, and JRPGs, but we didn't do that for this episode, so I can, I can rank them like that. What, what, what about you? Um, for me, I think number three would be, um, probably Chrono Trigger. Nice. And then number two would probably be uh, Tales of Symphonia. And then number one would be Mother 3. Mother 3? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so incredibly cool, and I love it. I think if I had, had gotten deeper into it, you know what, I've got to put that up there in honorable mentions, too. I never finished Mother 3 and so Earthbound, because I've played it, like, dozens of times. It has to be up there for me, but Mother 3 is really fantastic. All right. Well, that was good stuff. Um... Now, we are going to move to yet another of my favorite composers, yet another series I know you have never played. I'm pretty sure I've only played demos of this series, but I think I have heard of this song before. I may have heard it on a podcast before, I don't recall, but it's really, really good. I think you're really going to like it. From Etrian Odyssey 4, Legends of the Titan, composed by the legendary Yuzo Koshiro, we are going to listen to Battlefield Storm.
Battlefield Storm by Yuzo Koshiro from Etrian Odyssey 4. <laughs> oh, lots of horns, lots of guitar, lots of drums. Man, do you know what this sounds like to me? What series that I didn't put on this list because I didn't put any like major RPG series on the list? Mm. Sounds a lot like Ease. Ooh. And the reason I think that is is because Yuzo Koshiro was instrumental no pun intended, in the early Ease music. Uh, he composed the first two Ease games. And, man, <laughs> this song is really long. I did not play all of it because we have so many on the list tonight, but you gotta go check out the full version. There is a rockin' guitar solo that starts at just about the, like, 2 minute 45 second mark, and it's, oh, it's just everything about this track is is awesome. Um, have you ever seen any like footage or anything of the Etrian Odyssey series? No. This is a first-person dungeon crawler. Um, so a lot of people, when they hear dungeon crawlers, they think of things like, like in your case, Fantasy Life, or like grown-ups like Baldur's Gate, <laughs> things like that. Pokemon um, Mystery Dungeon. Diablo. Um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, yeah. This is a first-person dungeon crawler. So you see everything in front of you and you go through, they almost feel like mazes, uh, the dungeons or forests or whatever area you're in but you navigate like one screen at a time and the in this particular game Etrian Odyssey 4, this was released on the 3DS in 2012, was developed and published by Atlas and um, in this game, this is the first one where the enemies are represented by 3D models, whereas before they were all in like static 2D sprites. But the background was always like a relatively simple 3D rendered like environment. But pretty much everything is turn-based in this game. Uh, time only passes when an action is taken, so if you move, if there is combat or some other kind of random encounter like with an NPC, then time passes. Otherwise, oh, like every- Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Okay, yeah, so that, but imagine that instead of everything top down, everything is from your perspective and you can only see like one screen at a time. Whoa. Imagine that in VR. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm sure there are some games out there like that for VR. It's interesting. It really is suspenseful like because you can only see what's in front of you. And so it's, yeah, it's really, it's interesting. Um,. This is not my kind of game. I don't really enjoy that type of gameplay, but the art in the Etrian Odyssey series is fantastic, and obviously the music is as well. Man, really, really enjoying this evening. How many is that so far? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. We are just about at our halfway mark. Wow. And I still have not decided... Yeah, I think I have. I think we're going to split this episode up into two episodes for you, our wonderful listeners. Uh, We're going to release one this week, obviously, and we'll go ahead and release one next week so y'all can have three straight weeks of what, Shukapow? Very good music. Yeah. Yeah. So that means this is going to be our last pair of tracks for the evening. Uh, And with that in mind, Shukapow... What is going to be your last track of part one? So what are you predicting my next song will be? What am I predicting your next song will be? So let me see, you've played a Sakuraba, you've played an Uematsu, you've played a Mario RPG, and you have played... Hold on, what was the other one? Uh, Bravely Default 2. So, 
I'm gonna predict the Mother series. I know I did not get up and look at your computer while you were out of the room. I just, I, I don't know. I just guessed it. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Earthbound or Earthbound Beginnings or Mother 3. Because I don't know what all you picked from. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I did tell you that I was... Okay. Well, anyway. I, I, oh, you told me that... I mean, you mentioned Mother 3 is like your favorite. But I don't... Have you told me that you were definitely playing something from... Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yes, because you said you decided between two different tracks. Yes. But you didn't tell me which one you decided on. Um, so what is it? Tell me. Tell so, me. Uh, I, was I want to know. I was picking something from Mother 3, and uh, I was stuck between <laughs> Intense Guys and Dangerous Guys, probably my two favorite battle themes from the entire series. Um, And so I uh, asked my buddy RJ who has also played, like, the entire Mother series, which one I should pick. And so, yeah, we we picked this based on, well, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you when we get back. But okay. here is Dangerous Guys from Mother 3. Dangerous Guys from Mother 3, released in 2006 in Japan for the Game Boy Advance and composed by Shogo Sakai. Shogo Sakai, yes. Only in Japan. <laughs> but only in Japan. Alright, why, why this one? Because it... Okay, so I really like jazz. Jazz is super cool. And, um... This this track is super cool jazz, and says, I like it, but that's not the main reason we decided on this. So in Mother Three, there's in in the combat system, there's like you know you can attack, but it's also like it's also timing based, so you can like time your hits to the song, so you can just like hit and then follow up with more hits, like to the rhythm of the song. Oh, so this yeah. is a really good one for that. Yes. Like, so, pretty much all through the song, I was just going like... Just like, racking up that 16-hit combo, and I love it. Nice. Very cool. 
Well, Mother 3 has got some... I mean, all the Earthbound games have got some fantastic music. Actually, our blooper reel track for this particular episode is going to come from Oddity, which is the official Mother name 4. Yeah, of the Mother 4 <laughs> fan game. And I listened to a lot of them. There's some really cool tracks, but we are going to be hearing Battle Against a Clueless Foe, uh, which was composed by Shane Mesa, Danny Peterson, and or Nick Elward for Odyssey, which is still in development. And Odyssey. Oddity, which <laughs> is still in development and is a fan game uh, that originally started life as Mother 4. But before that, we are going to listen to my final track of the evening. I just did a little bit of shuffling around, trying to figure out what I thought would be a good closing track. And I don't know how good this is, and it does mean that my next week is just jam-packed with a lot of Japanese stuff. Uh, but with some really, really, really great tracks, and I really like my what my final track is going to be. This is also very Japanese. <laughs> um, so... <clears throat> First of all, I just want to give top billing to all of these composers. You've got Michiaki Watanabe, Koji Hayama, Neofumi Tsuruyama, Takuya Hanaoka, Takahiro Kamikawa, Yasufumi Fukuda, and Jam Project. Yeah! The name of the game is Super Robot Tyson Alpha 3 to the End of the Galaxy. <laughs> this was released in 2005 for the PS2 and developed and published by Ben Presto. So this is from the Super Robot Wars series. This series got its start in 1991. This year it's going to have its 30th anniversary. Wow. The very first game was released for the Game Boy on April 20th of 1991. And in Japan, it has grown into a phenomenon. Like, it's huge. Super Robot Wars is a series of tactical role-playing RPGs. Most of them are standalone games. Their background stories may involve the plots of, like, the overall series, but no other... They don't involve the plots of, like, any of the other Super Robot Wars titles. There are at least five main continuities, with a single overall storyline encompassing all of them. Uh, the Alpha series started out... Um, the Alpha series is kind of a spin-off, or yet, again, a Gaiden of the main series. But this series itself started off as a spin-off of the Compati Hero series. And... It encompasses games, anime, manga, like I think popular like music albums have done like con like artists have done concept albums about Super Robot Wars, and because of all that crossover stuff, very 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 few of these games have ever been released outside of Japan. But this is like a whole world of stuff that everybody can look into. This song, though, I think is really really good. I'll be interested to hear what you think of it. The name of the song. Our last track of the evening is Gong, version Alpha 3. And again, this is from the game Super Robot Tyson Alpha 3 to the End of the Galaxy.
Well, that went some places. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay, that was Gong version Alpha 3 from Super Robot Tyson Alpha 3 to the end of the galaxy. Man, I don't know if I want to see version Alpha 4 <laughs> or version Beta. The, I mean, the crash symbol, but like those woodwind runs that kept coming up and just the, the, Oh, just do 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 do. Oh, just this was, this was really good. This is another one I think I could like listen to, a lot. Although like a like several of the tracks we played tonight, this is really intense. I'm actually glad that you played. Like Dangerous Guys was a little bit different. Fight from Mario Color Splash was a little bit different. Jazz. The Navi Clash was also different that I played, but it was still pretty intense. Assault got a little bit funky with that organ going on, but we have played a nice little spread of tracks this evening, Shukapow. Yeah. We have also got some good, really good stuff coming up next time. I have got not one, but two Motoi Sakuraba tracks for you. And, and I've got not one, but two more Novo Uematsu tracks for you. And a, a Motoi Sakuraba. And I have not played anything from Eve's. This probably, what I am going to finish out with at the end of next week, is probably going to count as like a big name RPG series for a lot of people. But that wasn't really my point in this. My point was not any of like my big series that I really love. I will be closing out next week with a track that was written by the wonderful people over at Falcom Sound Team JDK. I think it's a track that a lot of people will know. It's a really, really good one, and I can't wait for y'all to hear it. But... You have to hear, counting blooper reel, you have to hear 10 more tracks before that. So, haha. <laughs> we will see you, everyone, in one week. Um, as usual, you can find us on YouTube. Just search Very Good Music VGM Podcast. You can also email us at VGM at gmail.com. The emails. You can find Shukapow on Twitter. The Twitter. At Shukapow. Yes. You can also find his compositions on flat.io. Yeah. Lloyd Irving for Smash. Yeah! Is his name. And you can also look us up on Discord. We have our very own channel. You can join us there. Finally, you can follow us on Patreon. I would like to give a shout-out to our wonderful patrons. Starting with our newest one, Mr. Nathan Cooper. We have a new patron, Bob. Yeah! Oh yeah, you weren't actually recording with us when I found that out last time. I had to go in and record it. Yeah, we have a new patron. Do you know Nathan Cooper? Like, is that the name of someone that you know personally? No. Okay, I was wondering if he was one of your friends. I don't know who this person is. It's not Utopia Nemo, that's a different Nathan. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Nathan, let us know who you are, how you, you found us. a listener from Flat.io, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, what? Yeah, well, I, a I, listener? Mentioned, oh, I, I gotcha. mentioned this, like, I think last season. Yeah, gotcha, cool, 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 cool. So... Anyway, yeah, reach out to us, everyone. But yeah, Nathan, thank you for coming on board. We also have Alex the Messenger Messenger, Ryan Steele, Skeletroy, Kung Fu Carlito, The Last Recon, yeah, and last but not least, Forrest Shumlian, the creator of the Castle Corp series on YouTube, which should be starting up again soon. But even if it hasn't, go check out all the episodes if you haven't already, because they're really, really super fun. Shout out to Castle Corp. 
Yeah. Keep and it real. 1963. Also, I think I'm going kind of awkward on this because it's not like a usual episode ender. It's like a, we'll see you next time. But yeah, Alex is the host of the very good music podcast called a VGM journey <laughs> without the very good music moniker because he's not part of our brand because Sweet. he's been doing this longer than us. <laughs> VGM journey podcast just reached level 50. Congratulations, <gasps> Alex. That's level fantastic. Uh, Ryan Steele is the composer of Catlandia and I believe it also has a follow-up Catlandia too. And you'll be able to hear some Catlandia eventually on this season. Um, let me see. Skeletroy is some guy. I don't know. Some guy. I think he was on a podcast once with with some some cool guy and his kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skeletroy is the SNES Thrash Master, the original Thrash <laughs> Canadian. Uh, check him out. He is at SNES Thrash Remixes on YouTube. And yeah, if you just search Skeletroy, you'll find him. Kung Fu Carlito. Where do I even start? Um, wonderful, amazing... BGM fan. You will hear him in the patron section of a lot of different podcasts. Um, top tier member of the Marcado fam and host of his own podcast on the Marcado network, Heroes 3, Adventures in Asian Cinema. Check it out. And even if you're not a big fan of Asian cinema, you will be a fan of this podcast because it's super funny and cool and awesome. And... The Last Recon, Daryl Bowers, is the host of EVGM Fight Club and Senpai's Playlist, uh, an anime music podcast, and both of which Pokemon. are very, very, very cool. Already mentioned Forrest, and already mentioned that we don't know who Nathan is. But we appreciate everybody's generosity. You too can become a patron at patreon.com slash VGM VGM. You can also like and subscribe on YouTube. And you can also follow us and rate and review us. Give us however many stars you think we deserve after this long and rambling outro on your favorite podcatcher of choice. It's a lot of stuff. Did hey. I forget anything, Shukapow? Hey. Hey, Daryl. Hey. I beat the bug gym in my Gen 6 Nuzlocke. Feel free to message me on Twitter about that, Mr. Bug Gym Leader. Berg. No, wait, that's Gen 5. Viola's in Gen 6. Viola. Ah. Like the instrument. Yes. But she takes pictures with a camera instead. Okay. Hi, Daryl. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. I want you to remember. Until you see us next week. Until you (laughs) see us next week. Play very, play, play, play very good games. Be very good people. And keep listening to very, very good, good music. music. Okay, bye. Are you ready? What was the name of the song? Regular Battle 1. Are you ready, son? <coughs> yep. Are you winning, son? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. For real. <laughs> okay. And. Composer is. You could. Did he. Big, big, big.
this was like jazzy and fun and bouncy, and I was just like <laughs> rocking in my seat over here. Good stuff. And <laughs> that's really nice when it's like us here in the room, but remember that I'm playing that over actual music, and so it might not always line up super well. <laughs> Battlefield Storm. I'm going to say that again without my, my list I'm developing. Oh, man. Yeah, this... That... Oh, I, <laughs> I've turned into you. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It the same that covers the charge when the came off. This is why you don't play with things. I barely... <laughs> I, I just took it off like you're supposed to, and then it just came off. It, it, it helped. <laughs> um, what am I gonna start? It sounded with? like you were drinking water like a dog. Bravo. Ah. Um, That's good dog water. <laughs> it is one of the, uh, rare super, um, well, I just said it's not Super Nintendo. Man, I even have a script and I'm not doing saying things right tonight. <laughs> this is Sparta! <laughs> um. But I'm, yeah. I need over a thousand netherrack and over 1200 nether quartz. Nether quartz? How, what, how's that different than regular quartz? It's in the nether. It, yeah, that's the only place you can get quartz. Oh, but now it's called, like, actually called nether quartz? Yeah, it's, it's actually called nether quartz. Ah, okay. Nether quartz. But, um, yeah, this is nether... nether stone. Nether... grass. There is nether grass nether, now. Nether... nether sky. Nether clouds. Nether sheep. No. Nope. <laughs> Uh, nether ghosts. Yeah. Nether zombies. Yeah. Nether pigs. Yes. Nether skeletons. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> nether regions. Ooh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay.